Hey, y'all, guess what time it is? It's the Grolic Saves the World time. All right, the Grolic Saves, saves the, world. the World. That's right. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. We're getting fixed. Our worries, our dicks, test has to kick. Well, the Grolic Saves the World. Psst. Are the kids still asleep? Perfect. Go down the hallway, burst into their room, play this. Wake up, Jimmy! It's the Grolic Saves the World! <laughs> I'm Adam Caton Holland. My name is Ben Roy. <laughs> and I'm Andrew Orvidal. And your child has been shocked into their day with your three favorite yucksters. This is the podcast where we better the world around us by bettering ourselves. Through passive aggressive self help challenges. Wait, who still names their kid Jimmy? Yeah, what a, a name for a baby. A lot this of is, Jimmy's out this there. This is my three month old uh, baby Jimmy. Born in 1943. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Johns. It's never been zeitgeisting harder. Uh, Everyone's naming their kid Jimmy's. I don't know if you guys hang out with the amount of babies I do. I know 100 Jimmy's right now. You know 100 Jimmy's. You do not know 100 Jimmy's. I know Jimmy R. I know Jimmy with the wonky eye. I know Jimmy with alopecia. I know These Jimmy. These are lies. Wow. Jimmy was Jimmy. Jimmy's a weird name for a baby. Imagine meeting a baby named Bruce nowadays. That's a weird one. I think yeah, that'd be cool. Like a Bruce, Bruce Springsteen baby? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Imagine being a fully grown adult male who nicknames a child Jimmy with the wonky eye. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? What are we doing this podcast <sighs> besides insulting young children's features? We have a challenge from an outside source. What? Yeah. Jimmy with the wonky eye? Little Jimmy with the, <laughs> with the wonky eye. The challenge is to quit calling him that because he's got the special glasses. Huh. It's funny, you just reminded me of that. When I was a kid, I had to wear yes. uh, the baby eye patch for a while because I had this a... This is why I said this. Tell us everything. Because <laughs> you had one eye that's muscle I had an eye weaker. that was pulling. Yeah, yeah so they... they uh, they give you the the padded eye patch, and so there's just a handful of baby pictures I have where I've got that padded eye oh, patch on. Oh God! Why have you never told us? <laughs> I just remembered it. I just remembered it. With Adam saying was it was a footnote in your childhood. Full full strength ears, eye patch in the garage watching television. <laughs> On the TV that needed to warm up. Full strength ears. Full strength. It's pretty great. I would argue from the photos, extra strength ears. Full strength ears. Oh, yeah. You should have seen the way they'd push headphones right off, right onto the side of my face. Yeah. It was something. Looking like a rescued wombat. So, what are we doing today? Full strength I mean, how is Andrew not getting a Wonder Years reboot out of this podcast? How has no one been like, I have no idea. You, your youth, you do the VO, everything. Just 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 episode after episode. But but this is Wonder Years if everyone was Paul Pfeiffer. That's what Andrew's (laughs) upbringing was like. Uh, Suburban Denver, early 80s. I would watch the shit out of this show. Oh, getting the crap kicked out of you would be so fun to watch. Okay, so. Yeah, it happened. It happened. I yeah, did, I did. Uh, I got beat up by the I neighbor know. kid. No way. Um, Wait, that's the what? pilot. This is the pilot. <laughs> anyway, what's our challenge today? <laughs> so we have a challenge. We have a challenge coming to us. Uh, we love challenges from outside sources. Yes. This one, uh, 
coming from a source very close to the pod, our very good friend Eliza Skinner has brought a challenge to but we us. We should also just say that listeners and supporters as well have been requesting a challenge similar to this. Yeah, for, from from multiple sources, but Eliza tossed it into center ring. Here's the challenge. There's a book called The Artist's Way. Some of you may be familiar with it. I am. So if you're familiar with The Artist's Way, a major tenet of The Artist's Way, ten, not tenet, it's an exercise, is doing your morning pages. Yeah. And this, morning of pages is, is the book by Julia Cameron, right? The Artist's Way book. I, uh, I believe so. I'm yeah. not familiar with the book, but I am familiar with morning pages because I have friends who have done them and I have people in my life who swear by them. Uh, so if you're not familiar with morning pages, it's where first thing in the morning you get up and you write out three pages longhand uh, stream of consciousness style it could be anything you want it could be uh, whatever you want to write but you have to write three pages longhand just barf just a brain barf first thing in the morning and then you don't read them for I believe six months and then you can like revisit your morning pages but they could be whatever you want you don't it's not like you're not trying to write a, sh a short story or write a novella. You're just writing whatever you want. So that's the idea of morning pages. I don't know. Are either of you familiar with this or this sort of exercise? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually very familiar with it. When I Before I started doing stand-up, I was like trying to figure out how to do comedy, what I, where I fit in. I took classes at Second City in Chicago, took sketch writing classes and improv, and that's probably why listeners of the pod are like, that's why Adam's so much better at improv than Ben and Andrew. Oh, yeah, um, dude. You're yeah. just like, a, you're like our a park ranger at Improv Forest. Because when you get lost, Adam comes in looking for you. Now, yep. Improv <laughs> Forest, of course, animals. overlooks all of Rift City. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got that beautiful, they've really done a lot with that bluff that they created all that stonework. Well, and we've recently reintroduced Riff Gray Wolves, and so I personally monitor them yeah. in Improv Force. And, and so one of the, go ahead, and, Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? Go ahead. One part of the sketch <laughs> This is just some of that class. hot improv. <laughs> well, yeah, just that's a taste, and I don't want to spoil the listener with a whole. Mm, maybe you guys can uh, zip, zap, zap before you talk over each other anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was actually very nice. Uh, that was part of the sketch comedy writing class was get up and, and do your pages in the morning. So I wrote 23-year-old Adam Catenhollen sat in various caribou coffees around Chicago, pouring his impressionable brain into a mead journal for for months on end. So I, I, I did this, and uh, yeah, I'm very familiar. Okay. How about you, Benjamin? Um, my, my lovely parenting partner, Crystal, she... She convinced me to do it when I would get like kind of creatively blocked. I'm like, fuck, I, I don't have any ideas. I don't know what I'm going to do. She she suggested the artist's way and and doing what she called burn pages. Uh, and so just just same thing, writing stream of consciousness. Don't look b back at them anytime soon. I don't know that I remember a specific time frame. I wasn't supposed to look at them, but I did it's do also this known for... as writing Stephanie Meyer style. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight pages is yeah, what they're yeah. known yeah, at. Yeah, Twilight pages. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I did do them previously, um, but this was a very long time ago, well over ten years ago that I did this. Okay, right. so so well, then sounds the like a good challenge. Pick it back up. We do this again. 
every yeah. day I've, for a week. I've never done a challenge like this. I have done the NaNoWriMo challenge uh, quite a few times. That's where you write a novel in the month of November, which is pretty similar in that you have to write at a pace where you're definitely barfing stuff out and you can't be precious about it. But You've done it a ton. I'm always impressed with how many times you've pulled that off. I've yeah. done it like six times, yeah. I've six just absolute dog shit novels. And everybody loves to read, according to how Andrew would... NaNoWriMo would mean that it's reading uh, your... <laughs> no, it's NaNoWriMo, right? You're writing? Oh, yeah, yeah, probably NaNoWriMo. Yeah, yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah, but no one reads very much throughout the day. <laughs> uh, but um, I'll, I'll take up this. I have to read three pages a day and not look back at them. You have to write. Okay. See, you fucked yourself up. You fucked no, yourself up no, correcting me. No, that was me. intentional. I was making fun of you, you fucking dipshit. Yeah, right. As the warden of Improv Forest, <laughs> I call a truce. On with the challenge. <laughs> so what are the parameters here? What are we going to do? We're going to write three pages. Longhand. Um, longhand. First thing in the morning. And we don't look back at Yeah. Them. Just write I them. love that. Just love stream that. of consciousness. Don't think. And let's see if we find after this is done that it helps our creative juices get flowing, you know? Oh, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a mango after this. Oh. <laughs> You're going to need to put some to paper right towels on the, the counter. Does it have to be right Yeah, it's supposed morning. to be first thing in the morning. Because that's hard for a, a dad of two babies. I, I get oh. up and it's not like I have time to go. No, write. I mean, I it's your first creative thing you do. Like, as I soon mean, as it's you're supposed done... to be first thing you do. As far as I understand it, first thing you do before you do anything else. But yeah, right. if you've yeah, got yeah, a fuck kid. It, fuck it, Ellis. Sitting <laughs> your shit. <laughs> you can't neglect. Dad has got a pod challenge. <laughs> you can't neglect a baby. There was a baby that it. was found, th- like a child that had been raised by wolves. I think you're because baby of this can challenge for because the parents minutes in its poopy dupes while you write your garbage. You Let got your it. garbage you got out. It. I will I will allow diaper rash to thrive for That's this it. one stupid fucking growlish child. <laughs> oh, I think he'll be he'll have plenty of diaper cream when you're rolling in the dough because the ideas are just coming out of you. Okay, Daddy's got now new I'm script listening. after now new I'm script. Listening. Now I'm listening. <laughs> so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break? We're gonna listen to some stand-up comedy from our live show, The Grawlix happens the last Saturday of every month. This comic, one of our favorite up-and-coming comics, just came out of the Fort Collins scene and has been destroying. She's amazing. Please enjoy Rosalie James Taylor. And when we come back, uh, we will be journaled. We will be creative. We're going to be juicy, like you said. Yeah. Andrew, what did you say? You're going to have to put a napkin down on the counter? I'm going to be a creative mango. Yeah. Yeah. You're going (laughs) to... Gonna have to wear a bib when you're when you're dealing with these ideas. In, impossible to cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to watch yeah. a YouTube video just Let's to figure out how to stop try to now. cut me. We'll we'll see you in a minute. Stay tuned. I'm like at peace with being trans. I don't really it's it's whatever. Like it's twenty twenty two. No one gives a fuck what you're doing anymore. It's They're like, are you currently not shitting in a public area where I can see you? Top percentile of people I've run into. (laughs) My mom sent me this article a couple of weeks ago that was for sure from The Onion. Um, (laughs) Listen, when you're 45 white and in Colorado Springs, The Onion is your god. (laughs) I will never lie to you. 
And it was this article talking about how in like 20 years we'll be able to create an artificial womb so that trans women can experience the miracle of childbirth. And miracle is a strong fucking word. Um, We're currently overpopulated on this planet. A miracle doesn't happen six billion times. If I were to drop this microphone and it went up, that's a miracle, all right? Like that. If you can do it when you're 16 and at prom, not impressive. That's not. Have that baby standing on water, I'll hear you out. But no, my mom, she was like, Rosalie, isn't that great? You can be a mom. And I was like, mother, who do you think I am? Let's break this down financially real quick. It's so much money to get the front door put in on this house. Another, what, maybe 100,000 for this weird sci-fi fucking temporary vegan meat sack that they're gonna put in me. And then another 500 for the abortion. Are you kidding me? Like. I went to school for theater in Greeley, Colorado. I don't have make the baby to get rid of the baby money, okay? God help me if I'm in Texas when this shit goes down. It's another 300 for airfare to get the fuck out of that nightmare. I'm gonna go up to baggage claim. They'll be like, do you have any carry-on? I'll say yes, but just one way. Hey, do you love the Grolic Saves the World, but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shout-outs, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I, how do, I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? <sighs> Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? They're letting me bring it back in. I never get to bring it back in. And and I feel like sometimes you guys kind of limp into the second half, but not this time. Fire it up. Hit me with some noises, Ron. <laughs> just general noises. <laughs> just, just noises. <laughs> Give me noises. Wow. Boom. Traffic. Boom. Uh, bicycle that bell. <laughs> that noise. That noise. I love it. <laughs> Welcome to the party. And Hit I, me I, with some noise. Hit me with some fire sound. Fire is as like cool. Not you don't have to give me. Fl- you can turn off the sound of fire. Ah, oh, wow! What a night I've had. What a day I've had. We're back, and <laughs> and we're journaling. Wow. We were burn journaling. Talk about creatively juiced. Wow, I you're sopping. You are sopping. Oh God, I can't. You've got a lobster bib on because there is so much salty, low tide at Baltimore smelling juice coming out of me. I've got a heavy your... flow panty liner on. Forget oh, a bib. Oh, <laughs> wow. damn you, juicy girl. 
you juicy. Um, anyway, yeah, welcome back. Uh, if you don't recall, uh, because you either paused this or you have some sort of memory issue. It's weird we don't let you bring it back in more often. It really uh, is. Yeah. Burn pages, <laughs> uh, morning pages, the journal of thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is what now, we're doing. You, is this the free writing? Are you doing yeah. free writing right now? Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't. It hasn't helped me at all. Is this I, jazz? I is this jazz? I, I find that I talk. Bebop a doop words coming. Rebop a deep. <laughs> I find that I talk as I type now, and oh my god, this seat cushion's getting hotter. Anyway, Staccato rhythms out bends. Head. Are you kidding? Guess who's in the driver's seat? Hands at 11 and 6. That's not where they should be. That's why the car is weaving into the median. Jesus Listen, Christ. I want to say, what a challenge. I'm feeling more energized. I'm feeling more creative. Morning pages are fired up. We, and what we I poured think out your mind. Already abundantly clear is that Ben's ideas are fertile and resonating with everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't stop them. What is fleece? You get. I tell you what it is. You're getting fleeced when you're buying it. Is what nice. it is. It's nice. just so expensive. Yep. The premise is there. Jesus. The name is built into the punchline. There's line. a POV of a guy who's not going to take bullshit anymore that I'm nah, relating to. Nah. Yeah. Hey, like listen, it. Adam. I want to ask Andrew. Did you complete the challenge? Okay. Hold on. Let me take the wheel for one second. Okay. Listener, the challenge was to free write every morning. Yes. Just like in the artist's way, as they suggest, every day, free write first when you get up and see if that makes you a better creative. And Ben is now asking, after displaying <laughs> his week-long week attempt at self-improvement towards creativity, he's asking, did we do the challenge? And so I, I believe yeah. Ben asked Andrew. Is that what But I asked yes, Andrew? Andrew through you. Adam, I'd like to ask Andrew. Andrew, uh, did you complete, Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, did you complete the challenge? Uh, I, I completed the challenge in attempting it. I did not complete the challenge in results. This, this was actually, I would say, maybe the hardest challenge we've ever done for me. What? To write, I'm, se I'm serious, to write three longhand pages first thing in the day, I, I, as a single dad with two Huskies and a full-time job and three side jobs, the, to sit there in the morning, I would give myself kind of the time that the coffee was brewing to do it. And I would just sit there with a blank page and like nothing, there was like nothing coming out. It was a dry tap. The times where things did come out, it was like a to-do list for the day. It was just like a but list of like okay. all that's the okay, shit I was though. supposed to do that day. Yeah, I mean, so so I would do that. And then one day, I just wrote, this is all I got out. Uh, we're going to figure things out. That's all I wrote. <laughs> that was the whole page. Who's that guy that said that in your body? <laughs> it was somebody who was exhausted. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I usually am not short on idea juice. You're so to sit guy. there and uh, I guess... When you first thing in the morning is not when they come out of the tap or something, or it was also just the pressure of like, oh, I'm going to be late getting my kid to school. I got to do this. I got to do that. I didn't have like just like a luxurious 
a window for it. So there were a lot of days where I just had blank sheets of paper. The other problem I did was I used full sheets of typing paper and I talked to my buddy about it and he was like, what? He's like, that'll take you 45 minutes. He's like, no, no, no. You got to get like a nice small little journal or just fold what? the pages in people half. people are like, shrink the side of the page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do yeah, it on just a cheating, <laughs> cheating your own, your own mind. Yeah. Uh, but apparently that, that was uh, part of the issue. But I had these blank pages. There's nothing more like symbolic of writer's block. Then I just have these stark white pages sitting at the table. And, and then at, at one point I was like, I, I guess like doodling has to count. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm not writing, but I'm doing something. No, and I would like, no, just like a kid bored. But Andrew's a good artist. Like it's, he's getting something out. I don't think he's just drawing bullshit. He probably was drawing something interesting, but this wasn't a drawing challenge. This is a writing challenge. It no, is- I'm with you, Ben. I don't think it, I don't think it should count. And okay. I rescind and fuck you, Andrew. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> it's supposed to be a writing. I mean, I'm sure there are doodling challenges that are similar to this, uh, but this is supposed to be writing, clearing out the baggage of of your subconscious and organizing your thoughts for the day. And my brain was not cooperating. But the worst part is I left the pages out one day and I went and ran some errands. And I left my kid home. <laughs> And I, and I was like, oh, my God, if if she sees these pages, it's going to look like a first draft of like a suicide note. It's they were just we're it's just like a list. This. We're going to. Yeah, it's out. like a list of, we'll of grim things to do and things I haven't done. And then just like a page that says we're going to figure things out. <laughs> just just uh, so I. Uh, when I got home, I recycled them. I don't have them to read because I got rid of the evidence of them. But uh, it was That's... a really difficult challenge, and it and it frustrated me. And actually, toward the end, I came to resent this challenge because I was like, this is a challenge for people who have these like luxurious lives where they could just sit and fuck around all morning, just like unspooling their like mental frivolity. I got all this fucking shit to do. I don't have time for this. So I actually... I uh, I kind of came around the the bend on the challenge to be kind of resentful of it uh, by the end of the week. Do you think it was like that you're too busy or resentful, as you're saying, or do you feel blocked creatively even when you could find the time? You know what I mean? Like, is it are you currently yeah. like fuck? I'm I'm not there in a creative space. I think it was first thing in the morning. I'm not a morning person anyway, and. With my current schedule, I'm I have to wake up early to get all this stuff done. I think it was just the crunch of like knowing like, hey, you've only got 10, 15 minutes to do this max and just being on the clock like that. Just it just didn't it just wasn't working first thing in the morning. What about night pages? If you had done them at night, do you think you would have had better results? I'm actually curious about that. And I might I might continue this challenge just on my own and see at the end of the day, like writing pages That's like when how I'm way more creative i'm useless that could help me out because i usually do most of my creative writing in the evening anyway it's like when i'm working on games or short stories or whatever i might be working on a lot of that is more uh done in the evening so i think this speaks to a really good point that we should share about like this took us three seasons to realize of writing television you adhere to these traditional work hours creatively when you have a writer's room like 10 to 6 we're going to write and we just were told to do it that way so we did it that way and then by season 3 we started to realize like Ben's way better at night 
Andrew and I can lock into this productivity from maybe like 10 to 2, and then we want the fuck out of there. And so we would often be like, Ben, here's the work, fix it. And Ben would come back the next morning with the solution. And it was just by recognizing Ben's brain works better at night. Yeah, I'm not. I wake up in the morning and I want to like maybe like get chores done and then I, I nap. In, at like noon every day or something. But then after that, that's when I start going. And I notice, Adam, you write usually pretty well first thing, it feels like. You, you've you told me before that you'll come out with your cup of coffee, sit in your office, and work. That's when I prefer to work. Kids, like I, I hear you, Andrew. It's the same thing with me. I started to resent the challenge, too, because it was just the waking up and doing it. I don't have that luxury. I have, two, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And I'm a very much a co-parent, so it's like I'm helping. We're getting them up and fed and all that shit. Uh, well, I guess the question is, did you do it, Adam? Uh, I did. I did do it, but I did it on my own terms, which I think is what this podcast is. It's like we fit these challenges in where we can. So when Ellis went down for his nap at 930, I'm up at 650. So I've been up for a while. Put him down, and then I would go and free write before starting the work for the day. And I did resent it, but then like day three or four, I was like, oh, I fucking like this. I like this. Yeah. It's kind of just like an idea dump, and then I can do the real work. Yeah. So yeah. I started to really get into it. Um, How, what were you? What kind of things were you writing? Andrew gave us a taste of his. Do you have yours there? I, you know, <laughs> Andrew didn't r- share his writing because he recycled it. And well, it was, that's not true. He he shared that terribly sad cry for help. You that, did that like one line. Sorry, Andrew. That's just what I and I've got. A, I'm firing on all cylinders right now, and that's my. And and I feel like the listener heard that cry for help and was like, "Wish I had some more." Yeah, that's where I come in because on yeah. one of the days I just decided I'm going to speculate on what Ben and Andrew are writing for this challenge. So I no, think you I'll did share, not. I'll share with you. Ooh, okay, oh, God, three. no. I, I haven't reread this since we did it, but here we go. Day three. Not going to lie, today is the first day I've looked forward to this challenge. First two days, I kind of resented it, time constraints, carving out more time away from co-parenting. But this morning, I woke up and almost started fiending for it. When am I going to be able to steal away 15, 20 minutes to write? And yes, I know the challenge was like three pages or whatever, but that's all I could afford. And I'm only doing half of the challenge. So what? As with all things as with all things Grolix, I'm quite confident my 50% will top the boys 100. Wow. So even <laughs> let me just even in your stream of consciousness, you, you're an uh, asshole yeah. to us. Yeah. You're Huge an, asshole. an asshole to us. <laughs> oh, That's, listen to this. Man, oh, oh man. There's more. Man, oh man. Can you imagine the drivel filling, filling Ben and Andrew's <laughs> notebooks right now? It almost makes you feel bad for the notebooks themselves. Like they could have been used for anything. Some ambitious art student could have picked this notebook up at a Walgreens and filled it with their sketches and thoughts and ambitions. And across the life of the composition book, you would see a mind really awakened to its own potential. But instead, it's Andrew being like, Welp, my husky shit another squirrel carcass today. Better get my best camo pants on and head to PetSmart's for meds. I mean, Andrew. This is like the notebooks in the movie Seven. 
uh, when Christ Brad Pitt's Almighty. reading from it. Christ Almighty, can you imagine the dog shit Ben's spewing into his journal? <laughs> He's been in Montana for do four me, days. Do me, Adam, do me. He's been in Montana for four days, and he's got such a hard-on for Western movies, Western literature, Western artwork, anything to fill in the gaps in his masculinity. I simply cannot wait to hear the trickle-down Cormac McCarthy over-description of plants and dried-up riverbeds. Tell us about the saguaro again, Ben. You overcompensating fuck. Of course. Uh, you can't love him see. like He's a brother. Actually love him like a brother. And I'd take a bullet for him, Andrew, too. I'd take a bullet for each of them, one that they asked me to get rid of because it's evidence of the time that they each killed someone for separate petty reasons. Andrew's definitely involving an online feud, and Ben's a minor squabble with a neighbor that escalated to violence over the course of years. And I'd take those bullets to the police, and I'd say, my friend's Ben and Andrew shot these people. Here's the proof. Because if you really love someone, the best way to show them is by allowing the system to rehabilitate them. <laughs> that was one morning. Wow. Wow. What a disastrous challenge this is. This is what I do, guys. I'm just happy I'm on your mind that much. Yeah, wow. I, You're my friend too, Adam. That was day three. I didn't start out there. So only halfway through the challenge, you it only took you two days prior to that to arrive at shitting all over Andrew and I and our writing. <laughs> I had two days to myself and my thoughts, and then I was like, but what do you really want to get out? <laughs> day two is like sad, and it's about the Ukraine. It's wow. terrible. Like, but day three, I was like, I'd like to shit on the boys a little bit, and, and yeah, I did. Nice well. work. <laughs> Shitting on the boys. <laughs> That's our new adult film series, Shitting on the Boys. Shitting, shitting on the yeah, boys. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin, did you, did you do the challenge? I did do the challenge. I did. And I feel like Andrew hated it. Adam started off hating it and then came around to liking it. I just liked it the whole time. I I enjoyed it. What's crazy about it is that I went back when I pulled up, I have a folder that I, I have that just says writing and then it's got lyrics, it's got comedy, it's got scripts or whatever, separate folders inside it. And one of them I didn't realize says burn pages and my pages from previously were there. So you typed these pages in the past? Yeah, yeah, I type them because I can just – it becomes much more stream of consciousness at that point. At points I could close my eyes and just type and just – Whatever thought came to mind, just real jazz. If, if we're being, if we're being sticklers, isn't it? Isn't it? Hand it's supposed to be longhand, but you know, I don't. Is, I don't is. write. Well. He growlics did up. I don't write well. Yeah, we do the challenges as and, we can. Uh, yeah, I hate my Same handwriting, way. and it's distracting to see my handwriting because I want to go back and I want to like correct all the leaning letters. And I forget yeah. things because I admittedly I do not longhand write very fast. I liked putting it on my computer and just blah. That's because we never do it. It feels so alien. It's like, Dude, what the my, fuck am I doing right now? My wrist hurt and my writing was atrocious. That was just hard to read, but I sort of intuitively remembered the disses. <laughs> I'm Dude, so proud of you. I Adam. love that your disses are intuitive. Then. You soldiered through Adam's it. You've had an ice pack on your wrist just to get this. disses comes out on uh, 800 pound gorilla very soon. So Ben, with his eyes closed, tippity tapping on the keyboard with his beret cocked cigarette in the ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, you guys said Cormac McCarthy, and listen to this. I've often oh, wondered if oh, speciation boy. 
assigning classification uh. of a particular bird, reptile, or primate simply by its most obvious and glaring traits is primitive thought. Ring-tailed lemur, roseate spoonbill, black-crested gibbon. We assign most, if not all, members of the animal kingdom their borders within a particular genus by variations in appearance or perhaps the location from which they originated. This is what you write first thing in the morning? (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) You just get up and stumble over it. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Just an anthropology professor. Uh, But anyway, that like there's more to that. Um, That's a great point. Dude, you just like dropped a professor lecture. Like, by the way, talking about genus. Like, that's okay. This could be most likely be attributed and rightfully so the lack of a universal language with which to convey and ultimately understand tangible self-ascribed cognitive emotional and ideological differences any organism experiences and defines itself with the with when going about its day how can any being wholly classify and identify another being without at some point understanding how that being sees itself under the process of self-actualization and that's a huge part of it mm. um yeah mm. this is the best plug for those wild edibles you've dude, ever dude i did ben. not i and... never edible in the morning <laughs> I do not wake in cheese, bro. I do not bubble that cheese in the morning. Uh, then some of it, what's crazy is though, I realized through reading back, I was like, man, I feel sadder than I've ever been in my entire life. Then I went back at some of the other ones and I'm like, oh God, no, no, I've been incredibly sad for a long time. These burn pages are from back in 2014 when I thought things were going well. Uh, the previous ones? No, no, they weren't going well. I was incredibly uncomfortable and unhappy. Wait a minute. So wait, there's some very real value then to this. Maybe like not that. Hey, I've always been sad, but that maybe right now is not as bad as you think it is. Yeah. Well, like November fourth, two thousand fourteen. There have been very few times in my life I can recall as being as unhappy as I am now. <laughs> That's how it starts. In oh the God. <laughs> And it is three pages of me talking about, oh, I don't, uh, let's see if I can find some real uplifting shit in here uh, in the middle of this. I just wish I could sit down and create without pain, as I have done for never. But things are just not flowing. uh, Kernels or whatever trace amounts of myself I had left within me. I just, oh, no, that's another part. This is all just an immense exhaustion. Uh, Do you ever get a nice Orvidal like, hey, we're going to work this out, though? No. (laughs) No, I wish I could say I could. Uh, but, um, a lot of it, uh, is just horrifically this, this, this was from, uh, the 15th. Uh, there's no fucking point. Uh, and I truly get that. I don't blame my psyche for it. I become precious about feeling bad, about feeling lost and nervous. It's as if I wear it like a sash from some early pageant I was part of in my teens. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, at least you write well when you're sad. Well, thanks, Adam. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about the genus species stuff that was a little wordy and honestly the simplest path is the best yeah. path <laughs> but it's a real but that old shit you just read was yeah, really then great this, this, uh, this, no that was new stuff oh the, the, well, even better because the new stuff yeah. is great then I like this the is uh, from yes oh the 18th what are echoes if not just some sound or vocalization being repeated back to you by the physical world 
I wonder if it knows something we don't. That is what an echo is. Yeah, yeah that is. That is. Yeah, but I go echo. into a longer explanation of inanimate, inanimate <laughs> objects choosing what it. Maybe it's important for us to hear our own voice played back to us. Why do I yell hello when I'm in a like a place with a large echo outside? What a dumb thing! You think there'd be something? Because you're a hack. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of really. You're a canyon hack, dude. Canyon hack, dude. Uh, yeah. Intuitive mm. Disses is my album. Canyon Hack is Ben Roy's new fucking album. Canyon Hack. Hello. There's so much here. Wait, so Ben, Ben, I, I truly want to ask you this because you did this before and you said Crystal sort of pointed it to you when you were having, you know, creative block. What do you think? How'd you feel doing it this week? You loved it? Are you, are, did it depress you? Or is it good to get these thoughts I, out? I like it. I've always thought, and I will, my, my it, it, side note, growing up playing in a band, I would play like these songs that our band would play, like uh, that our band had wrote, the, my first band, and they were incredibly sad. Looking back, if my son had written the lyrics that I, I did, I would be concerned. And my mom was very concerned. But I think the fact that I was vocalizing it was healthy. And I think like the same with these burn pages. If someone read them, mine are a, a lot of times very sad because I'm just processing a lot right now. And there's a lot of big life change. So I think kind of taking the knife, so to speak, and scraping the foam off the top of the day. You know what I mean? Like, like just like, like there's the garbage. And that's important. I and that. I think I like. That. It did. It does do good things for me. I also found much like the push-up challenge that once I had started writing, I wanted to keep writing, which is not I don't know about you both. We've talked about this. You've all seen writing is very painful. I don't like doing it. I very self-conscious about my writing, which is why I'm overly verbose when I write a lot of the time, because I'm trying to make up for something, you know, like I didn't do well in school and. I and so like I'm I'm trying to tell people I am smart constantly, you know, and uh, I think this gets me out of that. I just just write the things that come to mind. You can barf up all those synonyms. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then get to the good yeah, stuff. The, yeah, the no, I, think that, I think you're exactly <laughs> I think you're exactly right, though. Like getting it out in some way is super healthy. And especially like, yeah, it's just and, journaling. And yeah. I honestly think we're all 40 something men who have had a lot of depression and a lot of therapy and have learned various ways of trying to, to live. And I think we're doing it as best as we can. But to like young kids, to the, you know, Ben Roy when you were in band days, what a fucking healthy outlet to write these songs. Yeah, and my get it brother. Out. So my it's like, if we, have, if we have young depressive listeners who are like, I don't know what to do with these thoughts, fucking write yeah, them write down. poetry, write stand-up. That's a very good way to, to get them Yeah, out. write songs. I mean, my, my brother was such a big champion of mine growing growing up to my parents. You know, my parents would, would be like, Jesus. I mean, I had songs that, oh, I feel like dun dun suicide. You know, I'm just like, if I, if I heard Milo saying that, I'd be like, dude, uh, you want like I wouldn't leave his side, you know, but my brother was like, he's talking about it like he's actually yelling about it and like getting it out. That's healthy. I think if you chew it down and you swallow it and you don't see it, that's probably a, a, a lot worse of a sign. You know, you're a powder keg. I think so, too. And and I honestly just read the one that I thought was funniest because that would it's a funny podcast. But like day two writing this war in the Ukraine is fucking me up. 
and I write about how like I've come, I have Ukrainian ancestry, and but why is that? Why can I only relate to this one? Why don't I relate to other terrible atrocities right. in the world? But this one, I'm just feeling it harder, and and just like getting all those thoughts out and. I don't know. I, I reread that one and I was like, huh, that was healthy. I felt a little better putting it down. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't make the world a, a less sad place, but it felt good to get right. out. So, dude, that, I guess, comes around to the question we always ask. Does this make a world a better place? And would you do it again? Like, would, would you recommend it to people? Are you going to continue it? That kind of thing. Andrew, you want to go first? Yeah, I think anything that helps you process whatever you're going through internally has to be a good thing. I was, I think that's part of my frustration with it is I was just like, I am not getting anything out here. <laughs> and it wasn't because I wasn't, I had like a hard week. I definitely probably could have used uh, some some emotional shotgunning. Like a pressure valve, an emotional pressure yeah, valve. Yeah, something. And so to just kind of, not not have anything was definitely frustrating. But I know any sort of like art that you're doing in a genuine way not only makes the world a better place, I think it's good for you, whatever that looks like, whether it's song lyrics or drawings or stories or essays, whatever whatever it is, I it's I think it's gonna be gonna be good. Always better than just bottling it up and not having any outlet for it. For sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. And I also see it like twofold. I think, I mean, all of us clearly believe in the power of art to help get you through dark shit. We are, we wear that on our sleeves, like that's that's our credo. And so I totally believe in that. And I believe like writing and getting these thoughts out is a helpful way to to not just sit on them and boil over and become some sort of lunatic on the internet that does doesn't crazy shit. But from an artist's perspective, I do think sometimes if you have these dark thoughts and you're wearing them at the forefront of your brain, you're going to make bad art because it's like too prominent in your head. You're like, I'm fucking mad about Ukraine. Well, cool. That's not a great piece of literature you just wrote. So like maybe getting it out, like you said, like giving, getting the foam out. Now you can be more subtle. You can be more refined. You've sort of expunged your, your id and now you can be a better artist because you've like got that out. You needed to scream it. Now let's put some thought into the thing you're about to yeah. write. I think that yeah, might be the value. Yeah, for sure. I, I think um, I think anytime you can get this boatload of resentment you have out of the two the two people that you share this podcast with, I think that that makes the world a better place <laughs> because you're not carrying that around with you. Yeah. We got to air that laundry and you've told us so many times, but it's just good to hear yeah, it. Again, I like hearing you know? it. I, my favorite part was that my 50% is, is better than your that was yeah. honestly, I mean, that was you, a stand you drill it into us. Me too. I want to admit like <laughs> that was where I thought you were shy. As far as this, as this challenge, though, I guess I regret taking it so specifically. Like, I was like, full pages, longhand, first thing in the morning. And I was just, like, very adherent to uh, the rules of the challenge. And then in hearing the way y you both did it, it's like, oh, well, we tweaked it a little bit this way or tweaked it a little bit that way. And I would say to the listener, yeah, you can fucking tweak it however you like, however it works. I, I should have done the pages, I don't know, at the end of the day or at my lunch break at work or something because uh, it just didn't work for me in the morning. Like, I just don't have yeah. morning time to... I, I think in a in a vacuum, if you're some starving artist in, like, an apartment with a mattress on the floor and stacks of books on the ground and nothing else... Okay, yeah, you've taken enough up. shots at me. 
today, Adam. <laughs> Get up and do it first thing if you have that fucking luxury. But if you don't, find some time in the day and, and bang it out. And I think it's still very yeah. valuable. Yeah, I agree. I, I love this. I think it makes the world a better place because I felt lighter after I did it. I felt better, obviously. That's going to help yeah. my interactions with other people. And I get frustrated when I can't create. When I feel blocked up creatively, I'm a pain in the ass. I'm angry. I'm the same fucking way. You're constipated. You're emotionally it is. constipated. For being creatively constipated. Yeah. The problem is is it's in a, for for creatives and for people who do this for work, you're in essence not productive at your job. And that's very clear as to why it would make that. I mean, that's clearly why it would make you upset. I'm not doing what I'm fucking supposed to be doing. And then there's the whole thing of like commerce and trying to sell yeah. the thing you're fucking doing and like feeling like it doesn't have value if it doesn't fucking sell. Yeah. But you were just bred to create. So you got up and wrote this thing. Nobody wants to buy it. Is it a shitty thing? I don't know. Like we, we yeah. deal with this stuff all the fucking time. Yeah, totally. You could also doing this challenge. You could also find a new form of creativity for yourself. Maybe you're into Maybe you could write some poetry. Maybe you could, you know, write a short story or something, even if you if it's not normally in your wheelhouse. Yeah. One of them I started just was a short story. Like I just was like I started telling a story that was in my head. It makes no sense, as I'm sure you all imagine. But it was just like a thing that happened to be on my mind. And I was like, I'm just going to start typing this. And it got, you know. I, I would love to hear if people do this. Uh, thank you all for suggesting this. And if you all try this, give it a shot. Like, for real, give it a shot. Tell us how it works for you and what comes out of you if you're willing to share. Obviously, you don't have to. But. You can do anything. Look at how Ben brought back the second half of this episode. That was interpretive. That was wild. Dance. And this is a world-famous podcast. We're using that shit. And that's all from but these But that's because we're fucking dangerous. We're dangerous. We are Ron, dangerous. Ron, give me some noises. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Yeah. So, I, I actually, I like this challenge. And I think this got a little deeper than any of us anticipated um besides me just shredding you dudes which was just an easy dunk and oh, i regret yeah, it dude, in hindsight just, but you half piped us big time <laughs> <laughs> i do think it's an important challenge and i i think i might keep it up so i, I can't appreciate, wait uh, eliza and all our fans yeah and i can't it. wait to hear all your future digs uh that come out of this well, yeah. you'll hear them it, I'll just yeah, start emailing I know. them to you guys I know you first will. thing in the morning. Thanks. Yeah, send, send your morning pages to us, Adam. Thanks. That would yeah, be... you got it. All right. We're going to pause the pod momentarily for some sweet, sweet comedy relief. This clip is from a dear friend of mine and, and dare I say, a friend of all of ours, definitely a friend of the pod, Brock Wilbur. I don't even know if he's doing stand-up anymore. He's too busy being the editor-in-chief of the KC Pitch. I love that, Heard dude. Heard of it? Yeah. This is a clip from back in the day on the Grolix Live show, so please enjoy this clip from Brock Wilbur. Just cleanse our palate from all that seriousness. Mm, I've got the saccharine taste of serious on my tongue. <laughs> so let's go ahead. Let's have a nice, refreshing, cool drink of comedy water. Um, but, uh, yeah. Let's do that and let's uh yeah when be bop ba do bop be bop Ron, can we get some some symmetrical <laughs> sounds to and Ben can you just sort of free verse and us then, out uh, when we come oh, back he was doing it boop dime dop dop who's here ding dong it's me the mailman of fun and I've got a special delivery <laughs> one that yeah. one that's leaking 
Uh, so make sure you take care of it. Put it in the refrigerator. I think it's melted. Uh, and when we come back, there's going to be more show. <laughs> more show as well as we'll tease what the next challenge is stay tuned noise (laughs) I went out on tour and a friend of mine was like have you ever tried Viking and I was like I have not and she's like here have some to try and then gave me an Eminem music video worth just so much like a comical cartoonish amount and I was like, okay, this could be fun. I get to New York City. I finish my shows for the night. I go to the place where I'm staying. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pour a red wine. I'm going to try this Vicodin. I'm going to catch up on my scandal. I'm going to catch up on all my Shonda Rhimes block. <laughs> and then I got a, uh, a call from a pretty girl saying that she was out at a bar in Williamsburg. And so at 1.15, I went to that same bar, forgetting I'd ingested weaponized sleepy time tea uh, and proceeded to keep drinking. Uh, I then proceeded to convince a group of New Yorkers at 4 a.m. that we could walk to the Statue of Liberty. That's on an island. That's not a local joke. You know what happened there. And then I took 33 blurry photographs of an African-American couple at the bar. Because they were sitting at the end of a crowded Williamsburg bar playing Magic the Gathering, the most beautiful sight I will ever see. And rather than tell them that, I just instead took 33 blurry photographs of them with my flash on, like they knew something was wrong. I, uh, I then proceeded to pour my date into her cab, took my first drunk subway ride through New York as an adult. An attractive girl wound up being the only other person in the subway car, and she sat next to me, and I didn't know what to do, so instead I pretended like I just kept rereading the ad above her in the subway, and the ad said this, If you don't make eye contact with people, it's a sign of autism. So I immediately made and kept eye contact for the next 45 minutes to prove there's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) Got home, sent an email to my ex-fiance from five years ago saying I made peace with the fact she kept the cat. I I ate half a pickle. I know this to be true because I found the other half the next morning in these very jeans. And then I wrote a four-page letter to the girl I was staying with saying I believed in her art. Uh, You've not seen my handwriting in movies where they cut letters out to make a ransom note. That's pretty much what it fucking is. Uh, So it was hard for a joke like, if you don't share your magic with the world, I'll smother you in your sleep, JK, to fly off the page there. Oh, don't worry, I tore that up before she saw it because I realized how fucking creepy that is. And I got myself one better because I found out a week later, I was looking through my notebook and on the last page that night, I'd apparently written, I just want to be happy. And under that, in a second handwriting I've never seen, (laughs) I wrote, we're sorry. We are sorry. We, the plural, we're sorry. I am legion for I contain multitudes. We're sorry. That's the scariest goddamn thing you can not remember scrawling to yourself in the night. So the next time somebody offers you Vicodin, maybe Vicodon't. It's not worth it. And we are back with the end third of the show, which I think pound for pound, our our dismount is the best in the podcasting biz. Oh, our LPMs laughs per minute in the last third of this pod. It's through the fucking yeah. Roof I mean, we've got some I mean, stiff competition with Theo Vaughn, sure. but. Uh, <laughs> 
The old final yeah. third. Yeah, this week Adam and Ben were threatening to kick me out of the Grolix and replace me with Theo Vaughn. So I just want to I just want to get that out there and put it on record that that was going. And on. it's not even it personal. Isn't. It's just it, it's a business move. And I think if you me. cared about the it podcast, felt- Andrew, you'd see what we were trying to do. We're trying to build something for you and your daughter. Something. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. We think about that. Well, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead, Andrew. Why don't you thank the people you don't want to thank because you don't care? All right. Idiot. Asshole. Wow. Pieces of shit. Uh, big thanks to Eliza Skinner, who brought this challenge to us. And some other listeners, I think, might have uh, given us this challenge or similar writing prompt challenges. So thank you for bringing this challenge. We love challenges from an outside source. Eliza, uh, same Theo Vaughn for you. If you would yeah, like to replace Yeah, we'd take an Eliza, podcast, honestly. Oh that would be great. Jesus we'll say you're welcome. I know, welcome I don't think, it, yeah, let's do that. Let's, yeah, I like this idea. Um, hey, do you guys got anything to plug? Plugs, 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 plugs. Are you saying pugs the dog or plugs? It's kind of whatever you need it to be. Yeah, I'm it in the moment. I'm going to say prug, and that's a it's a Prussian rug. Ooh, that's cool. Whatever you need. And a reach. Oh, you got Persian rugs? No, 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 thanks. Prussian rugs. I got plugs, and this is the last time I'm going to bother anybody about this. I'm headlining the comedy works in denver colorado my home club may is my anniversary month of comedy 19 years in the biz i'm excited to headline these two dates come here new jokes i promise you haven't heard most of them well, i gotta tell you something orvidal comedy works is gonna have to power wash the grolic stink off those walls because <laughs> after you're done i'm coming in may 25th oh, and i'm bringing the gold wow i'm pulling no fucking punches i am leaving it all out on that stage wendy who owns the comedy works gave me a march show an april show and a may show this is it this is the end of my little residency and i am gonna <laughs> adam fucking... it's not a residency you've had a show I don't think a that's month. what a residency is i've had three shows yeah. it's a residency the first people are canceling <laughs> And she's the having first in comedy works history, the first residency of three Wednesday nights across three months. However, this is the final night, May 25th. It'll be a lot of fun. Love to see you there. Okay, fine. If you're not going to, if you're going to blow off my shows, go see Adam. I'm show. not saying go to Andrew's May 19th show, <laughs> go to Andrew's May 22nd show, and then go to my May 25th show. And if you don't, are you even a Grolix fan? Uh, That's a good point. As always, you could get your tickets to those at comedyworks.com, and uh, the ticket link will be below. Well, since you're both selfish and just plugging your own shit, I'll plug the group, the Grolix. Our live show happens the last Saturday of every month uh, at the world-famous Bug Theater. This month's lineup is amazing. We've got local crushers Salma Zaki and Michael Isaacs are going to be joining us. From L.A., Katrina Davis, and then headlining, holy shit, Amy Miller is going to be there. Get your tickets now. This is going to sell out. Uh, of course, the ticket link will be down in the show notes there. Please come and join us. Also, if you want to support us, not only the live show, if you don't live in town, you can support us by visiting our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 
Grawlix saves, G-R-A-W-L-I-X saves. They know that. They're listening to this podcast. I just like to get it it out there. They can read it in the name of the... Some of them are slow. You know this, Adam. Our our crowd is slow. Very slow. Very, very slow. And that's why we're bringing in Theo Vaughn to speak to that. Um, (laughs) I want to (laughs) just issue a huge thanks to all the folks who have joined us as of late and uh your support means everything to all the people who have been supporting us for a while thank you we've got a q a video a lot we asked uh for questions that you wanted answered so uh we did that that'll be coming out next tuesday and can i tell you something i don't even remember it i think i was blackout drunk for that he was Q&A. wasted so it's gonna be fun for me to see what i say probably learn uh, about what yourself the questions were yeah yeah, yeah. so as yeah, that always was a fun, it was a fun q a <laughs> And we have a pod within a pod. Boy, yep. crazy. We just put a new episode up uh, we did with uh, Roy Scovel where we ranked the hunkworthiness of all the Batmen. And that's only for Patreon members. Yeah. So go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Grolic saves. Of course, that's always in the show notes as well. And and listen, subscribe and follow. That really helps us. Follow us on all the social media at Grolix Comedy. We will engage with you. We have so little else going on in our lives. We want to know about your creative process. How do you get the juices flowing when you can't sort of create? Uh, we're curious how you do that because we've been in that place. And, and we want to know some of your tricks. Maybe it's writing these pages in the morning. Maybe it's something else. Exactly. So let us know about it. And please help us grow the podcast by telling your cool friends. If you have a friend that you're on the fence about, do not tell them about this podcast. But if you got a cool friend, they'll be into this dope boy <laughs> shit for sure. Adam, I don't think you should be allowed to plug anything anymore. A huge... No, I agree with Adam. <laughs> I mean, think of it becoming like a Tell social... Tell your friends, but no losers listening to the pod. <laughs> It'll okay? become like a badge of honor. That? Like, oh my God, my friend at work told me about the Grolic Saves the World. Then you know... I'm a podcast Statue of Liberty. Give us your dipshits. You're tired. You're weary. No, I'm a mean girl. I'm a mean girl in the cafeteria (laughs) on this podcast. And you better bring it if you want to sit at this table. Crowd table. Wow. Well, I guess it it works out having both. Big thanks to our producer, Stream of Consciousness-less scribe Ron Doyle. No, you fucked it up. Consciousness-less. That's what I said. No, you consciousness-less. Okay. Ben, you take it. As always, a big thanks to our producer, Stream of Consciousness-less scribe Ron Doyle. It's... it's <laughs> I'm going to try it again. Thanks to our producer, Stream of Consciousness scribe Ron Doyle. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding. There, there it is. It, it there rolls it off the tongue. <laughs> Oh, that was hard. <laughs> Big thanks to Mike Anderson for uh, his help recording the live show. He's how we get those juicy clips. <laughs> and our theme, our theme music is by the verbose Charlie Continental. Ooh, he is verbose. What are we doing next episode? I don't know. I've got nothing left. I quit a minute and a half ago in this You segment. really blew your wad on the... Best on the- third in the biz, I hyped. And now you're... Fucking ejecting before the end. Wow. Big wow. Pally. I'm not saying that I'm ejecting, but I am saying what I say from here on out will have no merit or be funny. I'm still here. <laughs> Contractually. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we appreciate it. It's like it's fucking four fifty two PM at the office oh, and Adam is I can 
taste that Ready first hazy IPA. <laughs> I'm at the happy hour around the corner so fucking oh, fast. Yeah. He's going to I the yard house down the way. I'm not going home. What, am I going to go see the boys and my wife? I'm yard house. <laughs> I get it. an idea then. If none of us really want to do the pod right now and we want to drill down into some tasty, hoppy goodness, why don't we just let the pod go to the dogs, if you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do <laughs> subtle... <laughs> Like what you did, oh, I Andrew. I got a, I got a plate of nachos coming. Let's get the fuck out of uh, here. Let's go to the yard. I house. gotta get Let's out of here. Out. Let's go. We're going to the yard house. Hey, play us out, Charlie. Shotgun.